Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got a great one for you. So I'm actually sitting down with someone I met on Twitter. Her name is Bripto Bells, and uh, she's been killing it lately trading. She's made the Binance leaderboard. She's 3, 5, 7x her account in the span of a week or a weekend. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about fractals. And I was actually not a believer up until recently, had a few conversations with a few different people, and I'm starting to believe in fractals, so I wanted to have her on to really get deep and dive deep on fractals. But before we get into all of that, I do just want to take a quick second to talk about a few things. The first is that if you are listening to this podcast on any of the big podcasting platforms, I suggest you head on over to YouTube because... We are going to be screen sharing and we're going to be giving you some examples of fractals. We're going to be showing some websites and charts you need to be checking out. Uh, and I think the visual aid really goes well with the episode. Uh, so there's a link in the description below. It'll take you to the video. Head on over now. And the second thing I wanted to talk about was our sponsors. I want to give them a shout out really quickly. The first is Roundly X. These guys have been killing it. They're continuing to develop. I've been using them for two months and have been dollar cost averaging. How it works is you link your credit or debit card and with each purchase they round it up to the next dollar and that spare change gets invested into Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency if you're choosing. It's very easy, very stress free, kind of just continue on with your daily life and slowly accumulate. So there's a link in the description below. I encourage you to head on over, create an account, link your cards, and start dollar cost averaging today. The second is CoinFlex, and these guys have also been killing it lately. You know, they have the standard stuff I always talk about, like some of the lowest, if not the lowest fees in the market, depending on how much flex you own. Flex staking is now live, and you're getting paid $10 USDT per thousand flex per month. I just got my second payout, looking forward to the third. And then lastly, those much awaited bracket order competitions are now live. They're giving away $10,000 a day. And if you haven't participated in the first couple, you're really missing out. So I encourage you to head to the link in the description below, create an account and get ready for the next competition. If you're not a great trader, don't worry about it because they are primarily volume based. So you really don't need to be, you know, a fantastic trader to do well in these competitions. Again, there's a link in the description below. I encourage you to go create an account today. Now let's get into the show with Bells. So I'm here with Bripto Bells. This is our third time recording this episode. I <laughs> think we got it this time. Um, if we don't, it doesn't matter. It's still going up. So <laughs> before we get into trading your strategy, these accounts that you've three, five, 10 X in like a week, do you think you could just give us a little background on yourself and what you were doing before you found crypto? 
Um, so a little background about myself. I was um, in school when I found uh, when my friend told me about it. I was doing business admin, accounting, um, accounting and audit. And after I graduated, I worked for a year. And when I was there, I decided to focus on myself and study for my CPA exam. And while I was studying for my CPA exam, I was also checking out Bitcoin and um, playing around with it. And I just found myself enjoying um, trading more than I was studying for my exam. There we go. So you're currently not working, right? I'm current. This is my work. This is my job. Okay. I just so, tell people I work from home. There we go. So full-time trading is now your job. Do you have any plans to look for another job or do you think you're going to stick with trading for the time being? Um, actually, I do want to look for another job just because this is a very um, like introverted. Uh, you're just at home for the most time and I'm still young. So I do want to go out and interact with people and meet new people and have that social life you know right yeah I feel like I've completely lost contact with anybody other than like <laughs> the people who check me out at the grocery store um, <laughs> other than that it's just working from home and no contact other than podcast episodes so I feel well, you, you are there. going like hiking and your whole road trip yeah, but that's also just like very isolated and I still am not going to be talking to anybody. But um, okay, so we've got a little bit of your background. Do you think you could give us kind of a high level overview of your trading strategy and like how you've developed it? Because going from, you know, working to trading on the side to then becoming a full time trader, that's got to be a bit of a journey. So can you talk mm -hmm. to us about how that all happened? Yeah, so I remember when I first started back in 2017, I was mostly just trading outcoins. When I joined my friend's like trading group, it was more stocks back at the time, and then there was like a subsection for crypto, and I was just seeing everybody popping off about outcoins and which ones like going doing uh, like 30, 40, 100% a day. So that kind of got me into it, and then I was just focusing on coins and then I know like some people are better at that but for me I'm just I've learned that I'm better at like scalping Bitcoin um, so I do focus on the lower time frame I enjoy like one minute I feel like there are a lot of repetitive patterns that people do or bots end up doing um, so like when I start the day I do check out how like the daily close and then I check I mark out my support and resistance line and then I kind of just move into the lower time frame um, for the one hour or four hour I do want to see like where the trend in trend is and then I go down into the 15 and one minute yeah. and then I just like to scalp that you're you're an absolute psychopath scalping the one minute <laughs> we've like chatted Not in the really. DMs and it's like yeah. four in the morning and I'm working and you're like I'm, I'm <laughs> scalping the one minute and I'm just like go to bed but okay. okay, so it started with, you know, but, people talking about altcoins, which were just absolutely mm -hmm. popping off. But uh, I mm -hmm. feel like a lot of people who take se trading seriously uh, talk about the fact that, you know, a lot of these alts are very illiquid. And they don't behave in a way that's kind mm -hmm. of predictable, I would say. Um, yeah. And so you've started trading solely Bitcoin, you're scalping. It's funny, I actually just had BitDealer and Quant Fiction on yesterday to talk about fractals mm -hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I'm now a little bit more of a believer. And now looking at <laughs> this chart, these two charts that you have up, I'm even more of a believer. So can we kind of talk about, do you solely base your trading off of fractals? Is there anything else that you include? Because uh, they were saying they use it more as like confluence. Um, and there's yeah. a number of other factors. So what are you like actually looking at when you're trading the one minute chart? Uh, so one minute is more of the small movements. So on the one minute, I do look for like hidden divergences or just like normal divergences on the from the RSI. And sometimes I mainly just use price action candles and uh, certain wedges and just like certain formations that would tend to have a certain result to it. There we go. I think here. Oh, I, I was oh, going to yeah. no, show this have, up have, later. You have more yeah. for us. No, this is perfect. Let's, <laughs> this is exactly what I want my audience to get. I like love that we're now doing video and screen sharing because you get to kind mm-hmm. of walk through your process and what you're looking for and they get to see it. Yeah. So this is perfect. Yeah. So this is a really good um, cheat sheet. It's called CryptoFreakNetwork.com slash cheat hyphen sheets. And then, uh, so this has a lot of uh, nice common patterns. Uh, Even though I consider this, like, I do kind of consider this a fractal, um, just because this was from, like, the 3K bottom, and uh, this was for, like, 6.5 one. Um, down here, you could kind of consider this as like a mini uh, accumulation. Uh, this one only has the distribution one, but this is a very common pattern when you see on top. Uh, and then here's the divergences that I like to use on the one minute just for like super short term trades because when you're on the lower time frame, you have to be aware that there will be a lot of fake outs and results might not be that great. Um, when I look for a bottom bounce, I want to make sure the volume is there. I look for like two huge volume spikes um, as long as the hidden divergence before I can determine that there will be a reversal there and yeah either that or um if the volume's not there it could just be like a descending triangle or a double yeah all these patterns here so you you've just got these patterns pretty much memorized correct yeah i feel like when you're on the one minute you see enough like action or like you just see enough that it's just burned into your memory Right, yeah, you spend enough time looking at charts. <laughs> you kind of start to see the same patterns. And that's what these guys were saying yesterday was that, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of this is somewhat inefficient and we're playing off of human psychology a lot, a lot of these patterns tend to show up pretty often. Uh, and you've clearly yeah. seen a lot of success with it. Um, yeah. Can we talk about some of those Binance accounts that you've, you know, 3, 5, 10x? <laughs> I kind of lost track. I don't know if you were just like blowing through accounts and like getting oh, them too no. high and then blowing them. Uh, I know you at one point reached the kind of Binance leaderboard. So yeah, just, yeah. Congrats. <laughs> one. Thank you. Uh, two. Can you so walk fun. us? Yeah. Can you walk us through like that account <laughs> and blowing that account up? I would say not blowing it up. 
but uh yeah you know getting to the leaderboard yeah um this one i just like kept updating because that one was like i found such a similar fractal like this price action played out so incredibly well this is why like i was able to do like close to 300 percent in one day so i'm gonna just use I'm going to just use this as an example. Um, so we have the falling wedge here. It obviously went a little bit lower than my expected area. Um, yeah. So basically, so I kind of used this one. I just found off the internet. I was just like falling, <laughs> falling wedge breakout. And then just started basing it off this one once I found like it just acted so similarly. Um, here we see the top of hit there, bottom, and then once it broke out, uh, you do want to see it hit like this resistance area and that's where you kind of want to take some profit. And later on, I was like facing it off this candle and this candle. So you have that as like a small support. And then you do want to see some consolidation before it goes back up. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it makes perfect sense. And you played this move pretty perfectly. I remember, I'm pretty sure this was the one where I kind of watched it in real time. Uh, and mm -hmm. it just played out exactly how you were looking for it. Uh, and mm -hmm. a lot of people kind of make fun of these just like patterns or like, oh, you drew a couple lines on a chart and it doesn't really mean anything. But as you can see here, you know, it, it played out pretty much exactly what you were looking for. Uh, yeah. And we've seen, I... you know, when you type in, you know, falling wedge breakout, like <laughs> this chart comes up. So it's like these patterns do play out, you know, very yeah. often. Um, mm -hmm. I think this one was for... I'm not even sure what this was for. And this was on a much larger time frame. Yeah. But I do agree that even, okay, it's like obvious that not all, all fractals are the same. They um, rhyme, you know. Yeah. They're not identical. They just rhyme. So you just, for me, I just look for uh, certain areas that's going to target. Like here, there was a small gap right here. And I noticed that I came up to fill it before it went back down to this support around like area i I'm, I'm still just blown away by these patterns playing out pretty perfectly like with the talk yesterday and then today it's like i am now a full-blown believer <laughs> in all of these patterns um mm -hmm. so quick question because i talked to them yesterday and uh, bit dealer said that he actually is just you know finding these fractals manually he's logged mm -hmm. enough chart time to just recognize them uh and then quant yeah. says that he actually had, you know coded something up that can find them i saw him. that that was amazing when i saw that in my um timeline on twitter i was like this is amazing um i haven't checked it out yet but it's on my list i'm probably going to check it out right after this right but <laughs> that would be it's perfect for amazing you. Yeah. Um, so uh, my question is, it sounds like you're kind of just doing this manually as well, or is, mm -hmm. do you have anything else that kind of helps you no, find I've, these patterns and fractals? 
No, I've just been manually doing this myself. Okay. So you're a yeah. psycho, so, like bit dealer. <laughs> yeah, but um, once I check that out, and if I see that his um, system is pretty accurate, then, you know, I'm going to just spend my money. I checked it out. I think it, the subscription was 200 a month or a year. I'm not sure. Are you talking about for market science, or is there something else? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we, we talked yesterday, actually. It's uh, 75 a month, which isn't terrible, mm -hmm. especially yeah. for what they're offering. And mm -hmm. then on top of that... You can make you know, a lot more money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're paying a very small amount, especially if you're trading with a decent size. That's what we were saying mm -hmm. yesterday. It's yeah. very beneficial. And then we got the Crypto Entrepreneurs exclusive. And anyone Ooh. who listened to yesterday's episode, which will be out, <laughs> I would say, first week of March, they get a 20% discount. So... You know, nice. if you're thinking about splurging, maybe wait for that or, you know, hit my DM and I will send you that code. <laughs> now, before we get to the next question, I do just want to give a shout out to our third and final sponsor, Crypto.com. These guys have so much going on. They've been killing it lately. But I do just want to talk about two things really quickly. The first is the MCO Visa credit card. It's got a ton of great perks including 5% cash back on all purchases, unlimited access to airport lounges, they pay for your Spotify, and they pay for your Netflix. You know, it is one of the best cash back cards on the market. Uh, and on top of that, they allow you to earn crypto as well as spend it. You can earn up to 6% on your Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP and then up to 12% on stable coins. So if any of this has caught your interest, I'm sure the 5% cash back on the credit card has, head to the link in the description, check it out, go check out all the great stuff their site has to offer, and download the app as well. Now let's get back to Bells with that next question. Is there anything else to your trading strategy that we may have missed? Um, also it's, uh, trend lines are kind of just a very basic thing. I think mainly when I'm on the one minute, I just look for hidden dis, price action, like volume, RSI, trend lines, um, paying attention to the numbers, uh, like whether or not it makes like a lower low or about the same thing. So if you do want to be very accurate and specific, specific, um, I would go back to where the dip ended, um, so it kind of leaves that wick. I'll pay attention to the bottom. I'll pay attention to that number, and then normally what would happen is that it'll probably go back to that number and maybe a little bit lower. I don't know in case like people set their stops there, but that would be like a nice little target if you want to enter a position. Um, so you are seeing these dips kind of be retested before reversing mm -hmm. is that what you're saying yeah there we go um also on like the one hour uh, i like to use the ichimoku cloud for confluence i've heard i've seen somewhere that uh for the cloud the one hour and daily are the most accurate <laughs> So I know nothing about Ichimoku. I, <laughs> I actually had on Zorin 
who is like huge on it. We talked about it pretty much the whole episode. I still don't understand it. So like I just completely Mm. disregard it. But um, that's just me being, you know, an idiot, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. So do you want me to kind of you want to run us through it really quick? Is that possible? Do you want me to? Yeah. I mean, anything that you want to kind of any way that you could help my audience out would be perfect. Mm -hmm. And you've given a lot already. We've talked about a lot of patterns. Uh, we've talked about scalping. This would be kind of perfect for, I would say, more of a swing trade if you're looking at the hourly mm-hmm. and daily. So mm-hmm. if you want to go oh, yeah. into it, I would love yeah. to. Yeah, okay. Also, even though I like the one minute, um, but that's not like a lower risk. Like I don't trade with as much on the one minute. But um, if it's hitting a major like support resistance area, then I would probably do more. But other times, like a scalp trade can turn into a swing trade, and then even then, a uh, long term hold. There we go. I was actually going to ask if you prefer, you know, longer swing trades or if you prefer scalping on like the one minute, uh, because I think it's a lot more fun. Uh, but you know, <laughs> everyone's got a different trading strategy. Which do you prefer? Yeah. I do a little bit of all, like all my long-term holds, I just keep in cold storage, so I don't really touch it, so I'm not gonna, like, if I feel a little bit degenerate, I'm not going to trade it and potentially lose some of that. Right, I just like refreshing my block folio there and seeing, (laughs) ooh, my portfolio's up today, nice, that's like my long-term stuff, and that's fun, but at the same time, you know, staring at a chart, not blinking for four hours and i mean i'm not always just charting like i'm i could be like watching videos or learning more watching like uh credible cred on youtube or something on this side like you don't have if you have like multiple screens you could do more than one thing yeah of course (laughs) i know some some people who as soon as they enter they do not take their eyes off the screen uh i think they're absolute psychopaths who are probably trading with more money than I will ever know, so I get it. Um, if it's super volatile, then yeah, I might be a little um, glued to the screen, but if it's kind of slow and consolidating and just not really doing much, then I'll be doing something else. There we go. Okay, so back to the cloud. We've got it up. Mm-hmm. What are we yeah. looking at here? Please explain this for my audience. Okay, so let me turn so normally you want to see a twist so it's kind of basic when it turns red it's signaling that it'll probably retrace a little bit so it's showing this part and uh let's go to daily actually so for the daily when we got this twist and it turned green then it kind of confirms that it's just going to go up it just confirms direction as well um i'm actually not the best at explaining it but i do wanted to show you that you can follow it like once this twists and turns green you could already start buying so your entry would be around like what high eights and you could write it up here got it so I mean, and then when this turned red like we did see a huge decline yeah so it looks like it's Mm -hmm. more of a very much a lagging 
indicator. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, know, definitely. We, we bounced but, off um, the mid-sixes, and it's not mm-hmm. telling you to buy on the daily until, what was that, like, eight-something? Mm-hmm. Um, this one, um, Heels, Hill Hole Suite, is a nice uh, kind of cheat code. Not really cheat code, but, like, once this turns green, you just buy right in turn. Just follow it. There we go. And for my audience, that this was the... A swing trade. The... Oh, this is called the whole suite. Whole suite. Uh, okay, perfect. There we go. You can see it up here. Always I... Sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Um, that little alpha. I did edit it to... Uh, I can't even pronounce it, like THMA. And then I for length, I did 55. There we go. I mean, I'm looking at it, and it looks like these are some pretty solid long and short entries. So mm-hmm. always stoked to give my audience a little bit of extra <laughs> help and give them the cheat codes to trading. I swear to God, yesterday when we talked like the market science stuff, I could not stop calling it cheat codes. Um, <laughs> and this kind of it's same thing. It's not that hard sometimes. No, I, <laughs> I really think people get very bogged down in like the idea that trading's impossible and nobody makes money trading but i think there are a lot of I tools it, out there there are a lot of tools it's also like rich uh risk management and just knowing yourself there we go so i actually want to get into that a little bit especially on like the lower time frames where you're really mm-hmm. you know you're scalping the one minute uh what's your risk management like for those trades because are you are you you know setting tight stops or are you just kind of blowing accounts left and right saying i'm gonna hold <laughs> long here and hope for the best like what what's your what's your strategy there on the lower time frames um my strategy is kind of waiting for a breakdown or a big ass dip and um marking the support or where i think it will bounce and looking at the uh rsi and buying up that dip and uh usually when it wicks down like that it'll most likely bounce back up to at least half of that candle before going back down there we go uh, uh so are you so, using relatively high leverage on these lower yes. time frames <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> okay, but with so, less amount <laughs> yeah yeah very very small dollar amounts i remember seeing it was you know 10 20 50 dollars uh, but you were mm-hmm. growing them relatively quickly, which was pretty oh, yeah. awesome. But uh, how many yeah. how many accounts have you blown in the last, I would say, two months? Because that's when I really started when noticing. Said, what do you mean when you say blown? Like, like account got liquidated completely, just back to square one zero. Oh, okay. Um, so my first time playing with leverage, that one was the eleven dollars to okay. seventy in like two days. Um, that one I got liquidated on my third day, but that was my first time. So that's my little trail, like ten dollars. I'm not going to be mad. Yeah, of um, course. And then I did the cartel competition at the beginning of this month, and I just got liquidated. I was like, well. But to my defense, I fell asleep uh, for one of them. And the second one, uh, I have a friend who's a pretty good quant 
trader or he's like trying to become one but he has like these bots so i just view him as a super smart guy and he was i was still shorting at this time and then he was telling me hey like i did all of them he added me twice on discord to like get my attention i was like no i think we're gonna still go down a little bit more and then he wrote like sell all of it so i felt (laughs) like there's this huge sense of urgency and i kind of just got like freaked out like i'm i'd rather want to trust this guy who's very good with bots and computers and expect a move you know um but after i closed my short it went down a lot more so i was like (laughs) yeah i feel kind of upset (laughs) i I bet i feel like that's something that a lot of traders that i talk to struggle with is they have these other respected traders in the community who sometimes Mm -hmm. will be counter trading them and it really affects their mental and they're like okay maybe i need to change my ideas here and a lot of Mm -hmm. the time it sounds like it works against them like this situation Mm -hmm. here um so i mean i know you follow a lot of good traders on twitter you're in discords um actually i started like going on a huge following spree just because i don't like to be entangled with noise there we go. I was actually going to ask how you deal with that noise, and it sounds like you've just started unfollowing people. I don't know how yeah. I've made the cut. Maybe it's because I haven't posted a chart <laughs> in, I would say, six months. But Do you uh, trade a lot? Not anymore, honestly, with everything that I've kind of been dealing with mm-hmm. on the um, podcast front and then now getting ready for this trip. It's like very back burner stuff. I've taken some long-term trades. I've kind of mm-hmm. entered and yeah. kind of just leave them be. Uh, I found yeah, it to be... Yeah, so you're more of a long-term trader. Yeah, I, 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 call it, I call it an investor, but I think that's yes. irresponsible <laughs> to call anyone buying <laughs> cryptocurrencies an investor because this is still all speculation. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, no, I feel it's... like uh, some people, when they trade, it's just like you're better off just holding it and not touching it. So Right. You know, you're probably doing a lot better than some traders out there. I mean, I'm doing a lot better than when I was sitting at the charts and trying to trade. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I found my kind of strategy that works for me is much more long term mm-hmm. stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it really just depends on, you know, who you are. And I think that's been a yeah. central theme for a lot of the traders that have come on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, know your edge. Yeah, Exactly. So Mm -hmm. we've got, you know, your trading strategy, we've kind of got how it's been developed over the last year or two, three, I guess, since it's 2020 now. Um, Can we talk about what you're excited for in the coming 12 months? I always like to ask my audience this. Uh, Do you have any big plans for life, trading, anything like that? (laughs) Yeah, so I just got back from Australia maybe like two, three weeks ago, still fixing my jet lag a little bit, but... I met a person over there and she really liked me and offered me a position to do UX design in Australia and her company sponsors. So if I can get my work visas, if I could like take some courses to learn some basics on that um, so that when they do, when I do go in, they, I would have like at least some knowledge before they train me. So if I can get that all done, um, opening is November, then I would probably be in Australia by then. So that would be super great and fun for me because there'll be like a new 
life. Yeah, sounds like a ball. Why is it that everyone's moving to Australia? You're like the fifth person I've talked to <laughs> on this show who has decided to move to Australia. I think Quant's headed over there <laughs> at some point. Bit Dealer wants to get over there. We've got Cuban. Oh, I think, yeah, because I met up with Cuban when I was in Australia as well. Super cool, fun guy. And then he was telling me that he um, got them a job at his company or the company he works for so yeah yeah that's that's what i was hearing we've also got glim over there who's constantly <laughs> complaining about trading asia hours so i don't know why everyone <laughs> wants to move to australia i'm trying to convince them when, not to when i was in australia it was a lot easier for me to trade as well just because when the hours of the day when it's more volatile like it, it's a nice hours i forgot if it was like seven to nine like 11 to one it's just when new york open london open is yeah um more volatile um but it's normal waking hours in australia i feel like I feel like it's almost the opposite. I mean, I haven't been there. I don't know the time zones exactly, but I feel like Glim's always complaining about volatility being really? absolutely dead. So I don't know if it was just the sleep schedule that you guys were on, but uh, huh. I know that. When I, Sorry, uh, when I was in Australia, um, like I would like to trade around like 7.30 to 9, around 11 a.m. and then like 5 to 6 p.m. Got it. Okay, so... Those were some hours I was using there. There we go. Okay, I don't know the time zone differences, but no, as long <laughs> as you can make it work, it sounds like it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, no, everyone's getting ready to move over there, and everyone <laughs> living stateside is complaining and crying hey, that they can't get involved you in should. the crypto industry. Yeah. Well, I feel like once you go visit, like maybe you'll want to move there, too. I've heard wonderful things. I still need to get this U.S. road trip on. Um, oh, sure. I got to get a move on that. I, I still have so many states that I need to see, and I've not explored this country enough. Um, okay, mm -hmm. you've got something new up that you just pulled up. Is this, what do we got here? Yeah, I was just going to go ahead and like bring up some of the tips. Yeah, so I was actually going to uh, ask, yeah. you know, you kind of got what you're most excited for, and you know that I like to end with, uh, you know, your biggest mm -hmm. tip for traders. So I'm assuming this these charts have something to do with it. Yeah, it was also because um, I brought up like time of the day that there would be more liquidity or like more movements. Um, and skew uh, is very good in tracking like spot markets. You have like the volumes. I remember there is there is this okay i think it might be on liquidity but while i find it there was a chart that showed what time of day and like days throughout the week it would be more volatile and like where there's like more money flowing in Obviously, um, you could check this out yourself, but SKU has a lot of uh, information for that. Yeah, well, you find that. I just want to let my audience know there's been a couple mm -hmm. sites that have gotten pulled up. We're going to make sure to have all of that in the description so you can go check all of this stuff out yourself. 
Um, if mm -hmm. any of this kind of sparks your interest, you can explore a little bit further. Okay, well, you can they can find them. Yeah, they can explore that. But okay, <laughs> let's let's get and that then, tip. Even if you don't have the visual mm -hmm. aid, um, what's yeah. your biggest tip? Um, know when to trade and uh, biggest tip: just find your edge. Always be learning. Um, there's always so much information out there. Um, yeah, I think that to put it in short words, just keep learning. There we go. Yeah. And don't be a DJ. Like, definitely have your risk management. Don't blow all your money. Don't think you can win it back in one trade. I usually say that just to like kind of joke around. But if you're down or want to ever deposit more money or something like that, don't do that because essentially you're just kind of gambling at that point. Like if you're profitable, you're you're always able to turn money into more money. So if you are on a losing streak, like maybe take a break and come back with a fresh mind. There we go. A lot of lovely tips there. Um, I feel like that what that last one, trying to kind of revenge trade it all back, very yeah, much resembles. Not good. No, it very much resembles the gambler who is down, you know, at the at the casino, and they're like, "Oh, I just got to pull out a little bit more money." And yeah, make it all is, back. Is it called being tilted? I think I heard my friend say that. Like, I don't think that I have ever I heard that. Okay, term, it's like but... when they're angry, they're just. Just trading. Yeah, I, I hear revenge trading a lot, and it's very true. They're trying to, you know, trade that. win it all back. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the other one was, you know, continue to learn. I think that's a very cliche, I would say, a piece of advice. Mm -hmm. But I think it's cliche yeah. for a reason. Because um, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people I've talked to, they if they don't continue to learn, continue to develop their strategy, the other traders oh. kind of jump in on it and there's that mm -hmm. kind of alpha decay on strategies and then you kind of get left behind if you don't continue to develop yeah um but also it's finding your edge and just focusing on your edge so there's not really a point to try to learn things you're not very good at like i know um trading light has I, I like to use that for confluence sometimes, but when I look at just order books, it there's a lot of fake walls and it just becomes noise to me. Like, um, like it could go up to this certain level, but in the middle there'll be like a like a spoofer, and I don't know, it's just not for me. So I would not spend time learning order books is what I'm saying. Yeah. When well, I'm not good at it. There we yeah. go. I know some people, it's crazy, who just like just watch the books, don't really look at anything else and they kill it. But it's obviously, you know, for them. It's not for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so do you have any, I guess, other tips on, because saying finding your edge is, you know, pretty good advice, <laughs> but people are like, huh, how do I find mm -hmm. my edge? Could you maybe True. discuss it a little bit further on like how you found your edge? I know we talked about it already, uh, but mm -hmm. if you could kind of summarize it before we go, that would be perfect. Right. So I feel like I'm a very visual person. 
so when it goes down to the one minute like when i see all these patterns um and price actions like i recognize it right away so i can kind of predict like certain movements and i want to make the most out of that so that's why i kind of like the one minute to scalp there we go so play to your strengths that you kind of already have developed uh Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of different ways to trade um you're more of a visual person visual learner Uh, so you're like all right pattern recognition that should be relatively easy for me and you've Mm -hmm. used that to your advantage yeah some people are more patient um so they would like to be more of a position trader uh, you can do that as well exactly so it's just yeah just play into the strengths you know, using kind of the strengths that you have outside of trading and then bringing them mm-hmm. into trading so perfect i mean that was a wonderful episode you gave us a lot you've showed us some examples of what you're looking for when trading is there anything else you want my audience to know before we go? Mm-hmm. Can't think of anything on the top of my head. Okay, no, that's perfect. I, I mean, we, <laughs> we did cover a lot. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on, sharing mm-hmm. your insights. Thanks for having me for the I, third time. <laughs> we got it this time, though. Like the first two, <laughs> one time I was upset, the other time, you know, I, I don't know what happened the Come, very first time. The topic. Yeah, we were the all over the place. The topic was weird. Yeah, oh the yeah, there we go. Was, That's what it the was. The topic was hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not a good topic to be discussing. So, yeah. third time's a charm. I think it worked out beautifully. Again, thank you so much for taking the time. All right, that wraps up another episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I just want to take a quick second to remind you to leave us a review and subscribe to the show. We would greatly appreciate it if you did. And we look forward to seeing you next episode.